girls I join To Cults I Would Join with creator Jesse Stone and co creators Madison and Amarin. Hello. Hey. So I just wanted to, uh, before we step into today's, I've been kind of obsessing about our last week's cult all week for one reason, and I wanted to mention it to you, Amarin, because we chatted about them last week, The Finders. And I was thinking about this, and then we'll switch gears, but I, I wanted to say this because I've thought about it all week. So uh, Madison, to, briefly to catch you up to speed, the Finders are a group of people who believe that all of life is a game. Uh, and then they have like a game caller. And so he just tells them the rules and the rules change at his whim. And, and they're just all living that life. Um, so, but one of the things that, the, that he does a lot is has them change jobs. Now they have real jobs because they have to support their community. Um, and they work in computers a lot. They work in DC quite a bit. So they have kind of like square professional jobs, but they change them a lot. And the, uh, the, um, the articles that we read said that they had up to 20 different identities each. Here was what I was thinking. If you have to go to a square job, I'm not a fan. I can't do it. It's not my jam. That's why I'm here talking about cults. I would join, um, but if I were in a cult and I were going to that exact same square job because I secretly believed that I was a spy and I'd been put there by my game master, I would have a blast at that job. What are y'all's thoughts on this? Sometimes delusion is the best, honestly. I'll, like I personally think sometimes living in a little fantasy world and like pretending you're on secret missions or like a fairy or whatever. like And all your friends are on a mission too, so you can like give a little nose nudge, you know, in the hallway, in the mail room. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of anything not to love about it. It seems like suddenly the drudgery of like mainstream jobs would disappear and you would just be there doing exactly the same work and yet being like, this is a blast for me, you idiots. <laughs> Straight up, it sounds like something I would make up in my head while I was bored yes. at a job. You know, like, oh, I'm actually in the copy room because I'm an occult and I'm actually spying on the government. You know, that's the sort of thing I would tell myself if I was really bored at work. I've done it before. I think what you're saying is that is what we will tell ourselves from now on. Yes, with far more details than ever before in vivid color, <laughs> this story. I just thought that was brilliant. I'll bet they never minded working at their lame jobs because they were not lame. They were cult spies. Cult spies. See, that's what a cult does. It gives you community and purpose at times. Oh my gosh. I just figured out our first... Uh, group besties tattoo it's cold spies it's cold spies cold spies perfect i can kind of see it there could be like a little dagger on one side and there could be like something else over here i don't know what we'll have I'm, to contact the finders and ask them so uh, i'm figuring it out i'm parsing out the the address now so yeah we'll see yeah madison the other trick to the finders is you have to find them they don't tell you where they are spoiler alert i know where they are <laughs> dm me later girl Okay, so onward and upward, we are talking today about Midsummer, the uh, very popular, uh, received mixed reviews when it came out uh, a couple years back, but um, a lot of people, okay, it's in the genre of horror movies, but I have always called it the feel-good movie of the year, and I stand by that. It's not a horror movie, and 
I have so many thoughts about this from beginning to end. Uh, one, not a horror movie. Two, not received as a horror movie by the audience as it was intended for. Oh, you did some research, I think. Oh, I just know a lot about this movie. And yeah, nerdy, man. Also a trivia gal. So what, what can I say? I love this. Okay. And then guys, the other real treat that I... I can't tell what about me is normal and what about me is far from normal. I genuinely thought, and let's say this up front, spoiler alert, if you are listening to this and have not heard Midsummer, for the love of God, turn it off. Don't ruin it. It's a great movie. Push stop. Go devote two hours of your life to that. It's important. And then come back and listen to this because we are about to wreck it for you beginning to end. So... We're gonna celebrate the film. Yeah, no, we absolutely are. But but we don't want to. We don't want to do that here with you, having not seen it. No, no surprise will be left unturned. So so here's the treat that I didn't see coming because I thought the world was like me and that everybody stopped when Midsummer came out, soaked it in like a sponge, secretly learned how to do their hair like that, and then only thought about it for two years. I thought that's what we all did. But Madison had never seen it. And she watched it last night for the first time, which is a thrill to me because I get to hear her first fresh impressions about it. And so do you guys. I genuinely thought we were all like ready to pack up and move to this commune. And I, again, again, was wrong. Again, I'm the weirdo at the party cornering people. No, here's the thing. I don't. Okay, here's the thing. I love learning about this stuff. I don't love horror movies. I don't love them. And so although I have a big fat crush on Florence Pugh, oh my God, don't even get me started. Beautiful woman. Um, I just put off watching it, but both my roommates had seen it. So my roommate Morgan was like, I was like, hey, do you want to watch this with me? And she was like, um, wh- I can't believe you just said that to me. Yes, let's turn it on right now. So to be fair, I'm also the weird one in my um, in my household as well because they had both seen it. So that's so funny. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I watched it yesterday to take notes and be ready for today, and then this morning I just went up to, to like print up the Wikipedia, you know, notes about it. And in in pulling it up, the trailers came up, and I was like, should I watch this again right now because it's so good? Maybe just one more time. And then I was like, no, control yourself. <laughs> so. Uh, just right off the bat, Madison, newbie, tell us what, how did it make you feel? What did you think? You don't have to give us the whole synopsis, but what was your, tell us what you thought. Okay. Well, it's like, obviously they were so vulnerable to this cult. Like she had just suffered a major trauma and like just coming into it. It's just like, I could see all the red flags. I was like, Oh my God, why would you do this? But I was like, but I understand she's like really going through something that I have never been through. And then they started talking about being each other's family. And I was like, this bitch about to get sucked in because they're just saying everything, like trying to make whatever. And I also was thinking about the aesthetics the whole time. Cause I was like, I was like, this is a pretty cult. This is a really pretty cult. Like I would get there and be like, oh, wow, wow. I would wear this stuff. But um, interesting, very interesting. I also think that the scene that really stuck out to me is when she starts crying and all the ladies are also with her and start crying with her and just how I would be like, get off of me. I would be like, let me experience my emotions by myself. Like I... That would have been like my final straw, I feel like, to just, I would have been like, 
don't empathize with me on that level. I cannot do that. Anyway, those are just some takeaways. Obviously, I liked the film. I had to close my eyes um, through, you know, a good portion. I'm not, I'm not a horror. I'm not, oh, not a, like, it wasn't even gory, but I'm just not a graphic kind of person. So my roommate would be like, okay, close your eyes. And then she would tell me to open them again. And she would like alt text it to me, basically be like, okay, they're doing this, but I just can't watch it. So I actually, I, I'm sure I close my eyes through the same parts as you. Yeah. Um, I don't need to see that either. And I don't like horror either. But did you like the movie? Were you sucked in? Were you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yes, absolutely. And I just love Florence Pugh so much. Oh, my God. And, like, the acting, yeah, just so great. And, like, the boyfriend was just so terrible the entire time. And it just was like, this is a horror movie on another level, too, because you suck. Yeah. No, like, as much as, like, it's legit triggering in a lot of ways for a lot of issues, that fucking douchebag of a boyfriend was truly triggering in his fucking douchiness. Like, the gaslighting was just, I mean. Yeah. I do have one maybe controversial thing about the ending although I totally I know that they were very much under the influence of a lot of things trauma um drugs sleep deprivation you know just a lot of things and um I totally get she was very angry but choosing to kill the boyfriend just personally just because I'm like that is the last person who's gonna understand what the fuck you just went through I just I just think personally that I would not want to be with him I would never want to like be near him again and I'm not saying that I judge her for the decision because I definitely understand and I and I I just personally I could not I would feel crazy if I left that situation and who knows if she even left I don't know I don't know but like if I left that situation and there was no one else in the entire world that was gonna understand what I just went through that would make me that would make me feel very alone just on a very personal level. Madison, I am shocked at where our paths have diverged. This moment is exactly why I call it the feel-good movie of the year. I know. I know. I know. I sound... I I, I knew it was going to be controversial, but I just... Put him in the bear! I, I just would be like, <laughs> that's the last... Like, everyone else died. I just... I just... I don't know. I don't know. So your cheaty, smarmy douchebag boyfriend no uh, you would not stitch him into a bear corpse and set him on fire i just want to be clear that that's what you're saying you would not do that i don't know i don't know i don't know how i would feel in that exact moment so i can't say i'm just thinking from another another point of view of like at the end of it i'm gonna be the only one who knows where i came from before i don't know (laughs) Sometimes when people cut me off in traffic, I would stitch them into the bear. Oh my gosh. Again, we fall on a spectrum here because I'm like, I'm like, we never explicitly see her make the decision and they are kind of like, well, and they guide her to other things and they say like, repeat after me at other times. And she is very influenced. And for me, my thing is like, I would never willingly be like, would you stitch my cheating boyfriend into a bear suit? But if a group of people approached me in a moment of vulnerability and said, Hey, what we're going to do is exactly that. Is that fine? I might nod. Yes. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I might not say no. 
<laughs> wow. Again, I understand why I'm alone at parties. I have a list of names I'll read right now. I'm just not a vi- I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And somebody can get started. This is where our religious bringings were different, I think, Jesse, too. I don't know. We could really get into this because I was definitely like a pacifist, you know, no violence. This might really be a thing. And thanks for bringing it back to the cult, Amarin, because real true story in our community, uh, in our church, they would tell all the kids, you know, what they were going to be when they grew up. Right. And, and they all and they also constantly told us, you know, don't forget the world's going to end by the time you're 30 and you're going to have to go through the tribulations and like fight people for canned vegetables. So they would tell all the other kids like you're going to be a supportive wife and you're going to be a great mom and you're going to be a teacher. And then they'd say, Jesse, you're going to be a revolutionary leader who will change the world. Uh, uh- so. Maybe I am more predisposition to violence than other people because <laughs> they they for sure meant I would kill people. So, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't mean change the world with my poetry. Probably not. Seems unlikely. You've written some pretty impactful shit, though. I got to be honest with you. I've read some good stuff that you've written. I'll put that down on the record, you know. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks, y'all. Well, okay, so I've... I Wikipedia'd uh, the movie just to like kind of get the facts out there. So I think for anybody who just totally disregarded what I just said and is listening to this without having seen uh, the movie, I'm going to just run down the plot straight out of Wikipedia and then we can go from there. American psychology student Danny is left severely traumatized after her sister commits a murder-suicide on their parents and herself by filling their home with carbon monoxide. This strains Danny's relationship with her increasingly distant boyfriend of four years, uh, Christian. Turns out that he and his roommates are going to Sweden for a midsummer event with their friend uh, who is from a commune there. Upon arrival at the commune, they meet other people, they do psychedelics, they have an interesting experience there. Um, then ultimately, they go into the community. There are, what is it like, nine days? It's several days of. Um, religious ceremonies based around the summer solstice. And it turns out that they are at the, like every 90 days or 90 years, it's a, uh, an ex- every 90 days, every 90 years, it's uh, an exceptional summer solstice where they, um, you find out at the end, they sacrifice a certain number of humans, nine, I believe it is. Um, Yes, yes, correct. So uh, by the end, we realize that's what's going on as people keep disappearing uh, for good reason, I would argue. Um, Yeah, within this, we see her boyfriend continuing to like forget her effing birthday, forget how long they've been together, not give a fuck about her, watch her have panic attacks and not fucking care. Um, Yeah, yeah, put him in the bear. So ultimately, um, ultimately, uh, there. So amongst all of this going, and and the place is aesthetically very beautiful. The people are very beautiful. We'll get into it. Um, but you know, we've got all this weird interpersonal stuff going on, and slowly people are disappearing. Now we know it's because they're dead. There is a point where they kill two of their members because there's a certain in the community there are life cycles. You have your and your life is divided up into four quarters. 
And at the end of your last corner quarter of life in your old age, you just die and you like get you commit suicide along with the group at 72, you die. And that's, that was your whole life cycle. The theory being that, you know, you don't get old, you don't age, you don't go through the degradations of the downhill slide. You just had a full life and you sacrifice yourself and that's the end of it. So, um, but it is quite graphic in the movies that seemed unnecessary, but you know, um, so that's uh, going on. And then, um, of course, within all this death, there is always new life. And so there's a young girl coming of age and she they have to be careful about inbreeding. So she wants to sleep with the boyfriend, Christian. Uh, so she does several things that we'll talk about, I'm sure, to put a love spell on him uh, to attract him. And ultimately they have like a ritual in which he has sex with her surrounded by other naked members of the community and uh, in theory gets her pregnant um, while his girlfriend is out being crowned the May queen, which is also like a sort of violent dance off. Um, and then in the very end, <laughs> in the very end, they have to, uh, choose it's down to two people. One of, one of the two is the last sacrifice and it's either going to be her boyfriend that she just saw cheating on her, or it'll be this other guy who's volunteered from the community and it's up to the May queen to decide she chooses her douchey boyfriend. They stitch him up in a bear carcass, put him in a room with the other people they're sacrificing light it on fire and shut the door and then she's crying and then she smiles and that is the end feel good movie of the year do we want to start with any particular scenes or do we just want to go into it and see where it takes us and look at the clock should we start at like and like red flags that we saw oh sure sure let's start with the red flags go for it well i was just gonna say first of all culty red flags relationship red flags just tell us tell us what you got whenever just in general i would never choose to go on this trip with all these oh my god these terrible boys guys that don't like you that you know don't like you like there's no way you can't tell i was impressed with her willingness to go you know that those guys don't like you and then you're gonna shoot and you're like having a difficult time in life in general and your boyfriend's being not great and you literally choose to spend two weeks with them in a foreign country and you know that they don't like you and you think that's going to help. Like at first I was kind of like, Oh, maybe it's like a little bit of distraction distraction. But then I'm like, but no, because why would I choose to be around people who are not safe spaces? Like what the no misbehaving boys, Mm -mm -mm. men with a reputation for bad behavior. I mean, acting a fool. I have a, okay, okay, okay. Actually, a few questions about the friend group. This is ingenuine. This is in earnest. Okay, guys, what what is up with the friend group? Because it seems like they don't know anything about Pele, the guy that takes them to the commune, right? They can't be good friends at all. Am I right? So how long have they really been hanging out? Also, he definitely wants to bang her, which is a whole thing we'll get into. But like, he's trying to get with the girlfriend. He's Mister Right. What, where does that come from? He would be antagonizing the boyfriend about, I'm confused by that. And then the other guy, what, who are these people? They're not friends. Oh, no, see, that's uh, obviously, I would be like, Italy, I mean, I like pasta. Oh, you're going to a weird commune in Sweden? I don't even need to hear anything. Put me in the trunk and let's go. But I will say this. Here's what I thought about this whole setup that you guys are talking about. To me, Danny is so profoundly gaslit. 
And, and imagine the black hole of need you would feel if your family was obliterated and you clearly already had a panic disorder, which she clearly has. And by the way, as a person with a real, real panic disorder, I have never seen a person act out panic attacks as precisely and realistically as she did in this movie. That was actually what was triggering to me. That's hard for me to watch because every little like blow out of breath she does and going, no, 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 no. Like all of her little things that she does for panic attacks are what I do for my panic attacks. So she did a great job of, of having panic attacks, but you're all, you've lost your entire family. You, you cannot let go of this one other person who's grounding to you, even if he's a, just a giant pile of shit and you know it. And then and then on top of that, how many times did she apologize and say, oh, no, you did a really shitty thing, but it's my fault. And I shouldn't have I shouldn't have upset you. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm the one that's sorry. You know, and so when does she know that they don't like her? Well, of course, she feels it. But does she know it? I don't think so, because I think she they're gaslighting her. They're like treating her like shit and then going, yeah, you're totally welcome to come. And she, all she knows to do, cause she's so spun out is believe the word she's hearing. So she's like, okay, I guess I'll come then. Maybe she just absolutely fucking can't be alone. Like if he's gone, that's her last person in the universe. Maybe she can't do it. Having again, having a panic disorder. I remember Ugh, I had a douchey, shitty boyfriend myself, and he was being so awful that I was having like a month long nonstop panic attack. This is when I lived in another city with him. So he was my only person. He was my only grounding thing. I don't really have much of a family. They weren't in the state anyway. I didn't know anybody. Um, and he, my panic attack had gone on for so long, I was just fully depleted. And he was like, well, I'm going to go out and party all night long and, and leave you alone in the dark in this house by yourself. And night times are my struggle. And I, I gave him $100 and bought him an Xbox to pay him to stay home for the night because I couldn't, I needed him to be at home. It's not like he was a great person who comforted me. I just couldn't do, I had to have someone. So, you know, maybe she just had to go because she sure did like throw up in the bathroom on the plane. Yeah, she does seem very torn. And I know that the movie wants us to feel like she is like all signs point to her having to go, you know, like, or feeling like she needs to go, you know, like they very much don't give her any other support people. And, you know, she's immediately, like you said, totally isolated. And he, to us, is her only person that's even pretending to care about her. He's the one that's there with her. And this is pretty quickly after that. And so maybe, yeah, if you are grieving, you put up with shitty boyfriend longer and go on trip potentially. Um, but gosh, wow. Just to, to Sweden. Yes. Yeah, Sweden, beautiful country to a once every 90 year festival in a commune. I just like, it's cool. But this girl just being like, you woohoo, that I do not understand. It's a weird call for her. I, be- I found it believable. I, th- I just thought she had to stay with whatever person she could cling to. And, and I think she was trying very hard to do the actions of what she thought of as a normal person. Which is something I do a lot too. So <laughs> again, me over identifying with this character, but um yeah. So, okay. So, so we have, we don't think she should have gone in the first place. 
Um, although visualizing her life had she not gone is an interesting thought. Okay. So then should we get there? Um, any other red flags that I trampled on? So they get there. They're in Sweden. Um, they do mushrooms before they even get to the community. This is where I'd be a no, but uh, good Lord. Um, I did notice this. I mean, just her boyfriend being terrible, but that's that. Yeah, he's being all gaslighty again because he's like, yeah, totally. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it sucks because she says no, too. Yeah, it sucks because she says no. And then her boyfriend is like, no, like, okay, I guess. Okay. And then he says it. And then his friends are like, no. Yeah. So, yeah, that. And why would, like, yeah. you know, I there is actually a reality to coming onto a trip at a different time as other people. You you can't do it together. You are, like you can't merge later. It's you will be in a different universe at a different space time and you can't connect. And like, there's a part where like a new person comes in and they're like, new person, no. And that's like a real thing when you're tripping. So uh, it didn't, uh, that, that actually made sense in the world of drugs. However, uh, here's an idea, you guys, you're with a very traumatized young girl and you haven't even made it to your fucking beds yet. Maybe just don't do shrooms together. Maybe just, yeah. And also, it's so funny because they call her crazy to him beforehand. Like, they call her crazy. They talk about how she needs to be talking to her therapist or whatever. And then they're still, like, gaslighting her into doing drugs and stuff. Like Because they care so little about her. They're like, this yeah, is what we yeah. want to do. Just, like, being mental health awareness is different than actually, you know, caring about somebody with a mental yeah. illness. Yeah. Um, have y'all done mushrooms? Yes. Okay. I only ask because um, I, I found the the um, tripping scene realistic um, to my experience on mushrooms. Of course, I'm sure that they're wildly different, but mine, we're on a commune, so <laughs> mine probably were, were similar. Um, but what I noticed, what I wrote down is that um, I have been around, obviously, just countless people tripping. Um, and I have noticed that when you have a clear conscience, you generally have a beautiful experience. And when you have a murky conscience, you generally have a really shitty experience. The first time I did mushrooms with the same douchey boyfriend I had to buy an Xbox for, um, I was like, just seeing sugar plum fairies. And I was like, what a beautiful, I was like, God is love and we're love. And that means we're all one because everything is made of love. Like these sugar plum fairies. I can't believe the world is so integrated in love. And my boyfriend next to me was like, no, everything's bad. It's all bad. I'm bad. I should tell you that I've cheated on you for our whole relationship. Did I tell you that I'm bad? And I was like, ah, <laughs> so I say that to say in, in the, in the thing, she was actually having a very beautiful trip. Like she was, even though she was very traumatized, she wasn't a shitty person. She was like feeling the earth breathe through her. She was seeing the grass grow through her. You know, it wasn't until people triggered her and talked about families that she lost her shit. What are y'all's thoughts? When I did, she was like, I don't know. I was very happy, but I don't think I was like necessarily like tripping. I just felt really like high. Like I was like, oh, I'm so Happy. It was on the 4th of July a couple of years or like last year or some two years ago, whatever. And when I saw the fireworks, I was like, wow, that's beautiful. But other than that, I was just like, I was just generally like 
walking around like this is this is good life is good um so yeah <laughs> thank you thank you so I felt like they were having a lot more like just through my personal experience I was like wow they're having a lot more like visions and things like that than and visuals than I am or than I did and maybe that's just with the amount I took because I was you know I wasn't just given them I was you know talk through with someone who cared about me and wanted me to have a good time right we don't know if they were like yeah really dosing yeah. her yeah so <laughs> yeah we're being smart about it. <laughs> Mine were Springfield. So yeah, probably, probably very different. Right. Horrific. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. I, I should add. Okay. Yeah. So now we know what's going on. Yeah. Okay. I just could not, I don't think I could do drugs like that in a space where I didn't know that many people like, or, and I didn't feel like I had a safe, safe person because even her boyfriend is like, not her safe person really you know all, all the mushrooms that I did came from a guy who's kind of known as the mushroom king of the east coast so I suspect that mine were very potent I just could not I don't think I could do drugs like that in a space where I didn't know that many people like or and I didn't feel like I had a safe safe person because even her boyfriend is like not her safe person really you know oh no mm -mm. she was shockingly chill you know like i would have accidentally hurt someone i'm not kidding like if i would have been in that state in that much trauma somebody would have approached me and i just want to deck them you know like and and not not like well necessarily but like i'm swinging at somebody if that's the situation so i'm surprised with her composure i have to be honest she is like damn near angelic in this considering the stuff she's going through and it's so funny because the other the stupid douchey guy friend is like freaking out and he's supposed to be morgan my roommate was like there's a difference between drug users and frat boy druggies or whatever yeah because she was like, because he was like convincing her to do it, like didn't really like cared about his trip only. And like, and then at the end of the day, didn't, you know, know how to like ground himself and was the one kind of freaking out the whole time. I thought that was funny. All right. So then they get into the community. Then we see the community. Let's talk aesthetics for a moment. Beautiful. I will never leave you. Yeah, I'm in. It's the there's like the cherry trees that are like blooming and blowing in the wind. Great touch, guys. I'm in. <laughs> The only thing is the sleeping, the sleeping situation that I would, I would maybe need to be in a house with less people than that. I did have that thought as well, except remember that they were in the children's um, building. So it's actually only meant for kids up to 18. Oh, I missed that completely. Yeah. That's why the babies were in there crying all night. It was the children's building. Oh, I thought everybody was. Okay. So they just put all the, okay. They stuck their guests in there. Because it had lots of beds. Because did you notice, like, when he went to see one of the elders later, she had, like, a beautiful little house to herself? Mm, okay. Oh, yeah. I didn't notice that, but... Well, he he went into, like, a white room with all these beautiful blue paintings on it. And she sat down and said, like, would you like to bang this virgin? Uh-huh. And he was like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> right. This child. What else? I don't know. This child. Literally, literally a kid. At multiple points, people, like, tell this guy that explicitly. They're like... This is a kid, you know, <laughs> a child, but she does have red hair. Like that's pretty much the way it goes. And I'm just like, 
buddy, at some point, pick up the kid. That's that for me is the thing. The cheating, I'm like bad, but the kid thing, I'm like, put him in the bear costume, you know, because for me, that's the line. If it's like, don't, don't, don't mess with kids, you know, gross. Oh, no, see, that's interesting, though, because like they, the whole community was so geared toward him doing that. And the elders were the ones that were like, would you bang this chick, please? Yeah. Which is still, but it's ugh. gotta subvert authority just once in a while. But he's not a part of that culture either, so like he doesn't, you know, like he is very aware of what that looks like back in the states, you know. Great call out, yeah. I think that, and I think that's kind of how it hits you as the audience instinctually, and I think it's intentional. Is you know, she's young you know, this is a young woman. She's styled to look very young. She looks kind of like depictions of Eve, which I like. Um, very fun for little thing. She looked like a lot of Waterhouse paintings to me, like the Lady of Shalott. Um, I did learn in the Wikipedia article that she does not speak English, the actress, at all. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Wow. That is crazy. I, I guess a lot of those actors didn't speak English at all, so... Very interesting. Um, okay, I'll save that fact. I was going to share something about one of the actors, but we're going to get to it. He's coming up. His big moments are about to be here. Okay. Ooh, okay. Okay. All right, cool. Um, no, so aesthetically, anyway, I thought it was, I thought that place was beautiful. The The building that they stayed in, I agree with you. In If I were going to live there, I would want more privacy than that. But um, that actually looked like lots of places I have been put or have put other people when they are guests um, because you get so many guests through in a community, that's where they stay. Um, but yeah, so that was the children's house. I got the impression after age of 18, well, he said, this is the children's house. You move to a different place after 18. So I got the impression after that. Well, after that, it seemed like you mostly went out into the world for a while. And then do you remember they were watching Austin Powers at one point? Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Seems to be like a rum springer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like the world wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so that you go out into the world after you're 18 and then I think you come back and get like more of a private domicile was the deal. But how gorgeous was that space with all the paintings? Yeah, it was pretty. And the great big. I just couldn't sleep with kids like that. But when you are a kid. Yeah. When I'm a kid, maybe. Because those kids were raised communally as well. So. Yeah. And I don't know. I definitely like, I'm more comfortable with like open sleeping light. Like I didn't, I've never lived in a commune, but I've done, I've slept like that in halls for like extended periods of time for various religious and non-religious reasons. And I'm pretty cool with it personally. I could definitely write it off if the environment was cool enough. Like if the perks were enough, I'm definitely like a, I can do a hostel type of gal, you know, like if I'm on a trip in Italy again, we're just going to keep saying it. I'm feeling it. Um, yeah. So like I'm, I'm, I'm down to, I'm down for a little public sleeping. I'll, I'll weigh in on that. But yeah, I would be also be down with his quaint little cabin for me as well. That's a pretty good perk also. <laughs> I agree with you. I can do it and I can be down for it. But uh, I am also like personally, I'm a den animal. Like I want to be a fox in a hole is how I prefer to be. But just lovely. Their buildings are lovely. Their space is lovely. Their gigantic sculpture of the sun that you have to walk through to enter the community is lovely. Their paths are littered with golden flowers. I mean... Even the place where they burn people alive was lovely. Very nice. I liked it. Kind of looked like a caution sign, but I was into it. I wish we would have gotten more um, depictions of the food. I I feel like I didn't see enough. Yeah. 
Because we have the meat tart. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't really remember besides them trying to shove the herring down her throat. Yeah. Well, we'll make that a, a point of discussion. <laughs> um, the kitchen, I would kill someone beloved to me. And all those women in there working together in their beautiful aprons. And then they put an apron on her. I was like, if I walked into this kitchen and they put a fucking hand embroidered apron on me and let me start cooking with them. What, what do I need to kill my family to join this? What do I need to do? (laughs) Wow. It's definitely warming me up. I'll say that this is, we've been through a lot together at this point in the film, but I would, mm, it would be a, a balm for my weary, captive soul. Madison, you were right. It is cottagecore, like like the center of the cottagecore universe. Like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I could definitely, I would do anything for a costume and an outfit. So, like, that would be. Girl, same. That would be. Same. Yeah. And we should add, everyone in this community is wearing white with hand-embroidered runes and beautiful little silvers. Oh, the hair. There was one, there was like a yellow corset with like little flowers embroidered on it. It was at the dance competition. It was the lady. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she did great. Oh, my God. Her, the little yellow corset. Beautiful. Also, their weird little cleansing breath that they do before anything where they go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With that. A nice little breath work moment. I, I want to do that all the time. I don't understand its purpose. I love it. I love it so much. Ugh, we definitely, I'm going to say this now. We have, I have really the most important thing for me to talk about is the scene that Madison mentioned, the scene with the women and the wailing. I must discuss it just as a note. Okay, good. Okay, let's talk about it right now. This is a sound-based thing, so I feel like we can jump into it really easily. I That scene for me ranks top five most powerful cinema scenes I've ever seen. There's a very specific reason for that, Jesse. I'm sure you are not not unfamiliar with what I'm about to talk about. Um, We both have a special connection to it, and that is childbirth, child rearing. Um, Oh yeah, you're right. Because people listening that may not know, Madison, Madison, Amarin's mom is a midwife, and in fact delivered all of my friends' children. Literally all of my friends' children. Yes, my mom is a is a very powerful midwife. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. I she's she is not a witch. Um, but she is she's very, very yeah, please leave her alone, but she is really great. Um yes, yeah, so I have a lot of experience with birth for someone that's never had any kids. I've been at births um, I, from very young age. I'm very comfortable with a lot of those things. I sort of had to like learn the social norms around it. So if you didn't know that about me, now you know that about me. Um, I love this scene. I feel like this was such a beautiful, ancient moment of female power. I, oh my God. The, the so for those who do not know in a lot of traditions with birth um there's just this tendency when women are in pain with like menstrual pain or with childbirth there's a certain level the contractions the cramps sometimes they fall into rhythms and because of that um there's there's a lot of power you can find in seeking a rhythm also whenever in pain a lot of times your voice tends to want to go up scream or screech or whine up here a midwife, she gets right up in your face and she guides you down because you don't have any power until you make a guttural noise low in your body, close to, you know, 
your lady parts. And so if you take it from that, I'm not going to be really weird about this, but if you take it down to like a, uh, you know, like you take it down in there, um, that gives you all this power. It reclaims it. And then you find the flow. And when they're like pulsing, that's like, it's just really a spectacular representation of like a, tr- a deep tradition of women processing pain together and it's like a productive pain to get to an end. And that, oh, so beautiful to me. I feel like they almost accidentally made this so beautiful, but dear God, one of the most hands down beautiful cinema scenes I've ever seen. I won't talk that much anymore, I promise. That was gorgeous, Amarin. I don't know how that never occurred to me. And I went to births my whole life too, because all of the women in our church use midwives. We had home births and and my own, all my siblings were born at home. So I've attended lots of births as well. And you're absolutely right. And, and very often women will groan together because it just helps the mother. And you're a million percent right. All midwives will take, when a woman starts to go high in her voice, they will take her voice down because that's, then you can bear down where when your voice goes up by itself, you go into terror and a lack of power and you lose control. Um, I'll say two things. That reminds me when my mom was having my sister at home, we had a big, strong Southern midwife at the time. And uh, she, my mom started to go way up in her voice and my uh, stepdad was with her and he was saying, you know, calm down, calm down. You're supposed to take your voice low. And my mom was like, and the midwife slapped her across the face and was like, put your voice down. (laughs) And my mom was like, sorry, I'm back in it. So. And then this other, so my mother-in-law who uh, was also a midwife um, and was a midwife at the community, the covenant, the sword and the, the covenant, the sword and the arm of the Lord, the CSA, um, which is a whole other community. Give it a goog. We'll talk about it another time, but she was a midwife in this community. And my favorite, she and some of her women friends were hanging out with me. I was so blessed. And they were talking about when they were midwives on this farm years ago. And, uh, and they, they were talking about this birth where um, exactly that was happening, right? This woman was like in it and they were all hmm, with her, like bearing down and humming down with her. And then one of the women raised her hand and said, oh, Lord, just take this pain from her and give it to all of us to hold. And another woman said, no, just take it. (laughs) We don't have to hold it. (laughs) So I have something to say about this scene, too. It was very profound to me for a different reason. But Madison, you didn't like it. And I understand why you didn't like it because they were all up in her grill when she was having a panic attack. Yeah, just personally, I just can't like that. I I totally I'm glad you explained that, though, Amarin, because that gives a total like that. That is great for some people personally, as a, a person who doesn't love to process her emotions, <laughs> um, doing it with other people surrounding me. Like, I just I feel like personally, I would be like, let me experience this by myself, okay? But but I understand, like, that. that is good to know. And also about the high-pitched thing, bringing it down to a low pitch. That's just a, a smart thing to know in general. So, yeah. So, th- seeing it, I'm sure, like, if I rewatch it, seeing it through this context will be a lot more, oh, my gosh, I'll be a lot more understanding of it in that way. Um, 
but yeah, personally, I just couldn't do that. I would just want to smack the shit out of everyone. Um, so again, I won't keep harping on the fact that I have a panic disorder, but it applies in this. Um, so what, when I first saw that scene, it extremely upset me for exactly what you're saying, Madison, like what the get out of my face. Like when people get in my face, when I'm panicking and they're all just, they're a flutter, right? They're always like, are you okay? Are you okay? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And I'm like, I can't handle this. And like, I have in fact waved my hands and I'll hit you if you get too close to me because I cannot, I'm not in logical thinking. I'm, I'm crazy and I can't handle it. Um, However, my douchey boyfriend that I had to buy an Xbox for was very good at one thing. Uh, the reason we were together so long was that we were very much trauma bonded. He, I rarely find someone who actually had like a more abusive and traumatic childhood than I did, but he did. Um, and so we were very much able to bond at that level at, at a very primal, like we were very broken, terrified, alone children, right? And so even though he was like real douchey in a lot of ways and great in a lot of ways, hi, hi guy, I won't name, but you know who you are. Um, <laughs> um, even though he was uh, just a terrible boyfriend, which he would definitely agree with, um, something he could do. Uh, my phobia is travel. It's very, very hard for me. I barely can stay away from my house at night. It makes me throw up in the best of circumstances. It's very, very hard. I could travel with him anywhere. And the reason was that when I would have these grand mall panic attacks, he would do basically what the women in this movie did. He didn't hum with me, although I do wail sometimes, like it's really bad. He would hold my chest to his chest for like three hours and he would just like watch TV or read a book, but he would hold my chest to his chest, like me on his lap, my chest against his chest until I could re-regulate to the pattern of a normal person. And it was the only thing that has ever brought me out of panic because I can panic for weeks at a time. Um, it would bring me fully back down to the ground. And he, that was easy for him to give to me because he, he, he could vibe and that he was like, Oh, you're a, fi a terrified five-year-old right now. Just sit on my lap and cling to me. And I, you know, that's completely fine with me. And I'm not judging you. I'm not irritated. Oh, that was a long way to say, when those women are screaming with her, it's like all of them, it's the, they did, the community did it when the old people jump off the cliff and graphically kill themselves and they're all screaming in pain. This community gets exactly where there's the suffering one is and they all hold the pain together and, and vibrate at exactly the same level. So for the first time, this girl who has panic attacks and who has been totally alone, she is not alone in her panic. She is in complete vibration with all these other women. And I can tell you that just stops it. And to stop your panic is a gift anybody would sell their soul for. So to, that was really, I mean, I, my initial reaction was exactly like yours, Madison, but if you can give it one more minute, if you're in that situation, boy, there is nothing more healing in the world for, for being in panic than a bunch of people vibing it with you until you're done. So to me, that was the most powerful moment of the movie. And it meant a lot to me as a person who has that experience. So. And, and, and I think that kind of was the crux of this cult, right? That that's what they offer. 
Yeah, you're right. She came into it so alone and empty. And just like I was saying, like, she was so vulnerable looking for, like, a family. And they kept referencing family. And, like, the one girl's like, oh, I'm like, we're like sisters now or whatever. And it's like, so I totally get, like, like, that was something she was really seeking. Obviously, something her boyfriend wasn't giving her. Um, And so. Well, I noticed, like, in the mushroom trip, she freaks out when somebody says, you guys are my family. And she's like, oh, I can't handle this. She runs away. You know, and then later when these girls are like, because that wasn't a vibe, right? Like they literally, they were on such different vibrations and they said family and that triggered her. And it wasn't, it also wasn't true that they're not her family. But when these girls said, you're my family, right? it, it, it vibrated. That's a really good point. I had not even thought about that. That's a really good read. One thing I hadn't considered because yeah, she does have such a calm reaction to it later And obviously she is getting more and more comfortable with the community as time goes on. And she does want to leave at first and she isn't the one that wants to stay, obviously. So there is that moment. But once she's kind of held back by him that first time, she's, she kind of takes a little bit of a turn. I think it's Pele who, again, that's the name of the guy who's the connector, the the friend that is also in the commune. He kind of is, and I mean, I know something about this that that I don't know if either of you know, which is that the the producer or the director of this film, Ari Aster, um, this is a breakup movie uh, per his intention. He wrote the story on the after a breakup. He wrote it in the midst of his pain, and this is about that process of getting over a breakup. Um, and he spoke to that, and he also spoke to the humorous elements that he really wanted to have in it, um, and. I really had a specific reason for bringing this up and it's totally gone. So that's really fun, but that's, that's great. So, you know that now. And you know, she even started speaking Swedish when she was in the middle of the maple dance. Oh, I did write this down. Just FYI, uh, uh, again, in communes, they do maple dances and it, it is quite similar to what's pretty much, it pretty much is the dance that they did around the maple. That shit's hard. I, I do that not tripping and fall twice as much as those girls did. It is, it gets real confusing real fast. I loved how girls just kept like smashing into each other and projectile vomiting and falling over. (laughs) She was just like, okay. It actually was, I honestly kind of got worried after the first girl vomited. I was like, oh, is this going to get like gruesome? Like as she's standing here being all happy or whatever. But I'm glad that they kind of just alluded to a couple of those. I was like, I don't know why I was like, this is actually a really beautiful moment. I like the aesthetics of it and I would like it to not be ruined by oh, the flowers and the dresses and the head crowns and the dancing and the sisters and shut up and take my money. It was crazy because right before too, she like feels like she's like starts to have a panic attack about being like connected and then they start dancing and then it's like distraction and all of a sudden it's like this whole different world and everything for her. So Kind of crazy that they kind of guided her through the trip to another thing. I'm just like, oh, my God, I would not take that many unsolicited drugs. Like- Boy, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. Also, you don't have to drug me. I, you had me at hand-embroidered clothes. We don't have to gild the lily here. <laughs> also, he, yeah, if, why did they not do more drugs before the suicide scene? Well, that probably would have been a real bad trip. Oh, I know on one level, but I'm also like, 
I just, I have so many questions. Like, I just don't understand. There were, there were parts of it because it was like the, the commune was so methodical and everything they did and it was, everything was clearly structured for good reason. But then there were certain things that I was like, why do you expose the visitors to the sacred process of your 72 year olds taking this next step? I don't understand why you have them see that. Like, that's only shock value. That's not nice. That's just scary. No one told them that was happening. It's not beautiful if you're not prepared for it. That's where it's like horror film, you know, not commune. But that's some, that's a kind of trespass on me that's a red flag for the commune against me joining them. I'll say that. That's a menacing vibe. Why are you bringing? Why are you springing something so triggering on me without warning? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Without warning, I think is the biggest thing for me. I was like, yeah, that was like I totally get because obviously culturally that's something that is very sacred to them. But I feel like without well. This is also when the guy pees on the ancestral tree. I'm like, you're bringing Americans here. I'm not. I'm not justifying his actions, and especially when he like gets mad at the guy for getting mad at him. I was like, okay, well, you, yeah. But I'm just like, moreover, I'm just like, you're bringing Americans to this. What the hell do you expect? They're not going to be respectful, unfortunately. Like, which maybe that's kind of what they're going for at some point. People who are a little more, you know. I had the same question about why were these new people brought and not warned to these people jumping off a cliff in the most gruesome way possible. Um, I have a thought on it, and I don't know if this was in the director's mind. Um, but again, having lived in a lot of communes, I will say it is kind of fun to fuck with visitors because they're pretty, it's pretty much always exactly the dichotomy you see in this show, right? It's you guys who have lived in your commune for a long time and love your weird stuff that you do. And then it's new people who come in like straight from the fucking suburbs and they, they're pussies and they don't get it. And you kind of like to be like, what do you think now, bitch? <laughs> like you kind of are like, Oh, Hey, come on down here to this pig slaughtering. We're going to be doing while we're naked with buck knives. Like, I mean, maybe I've done that actual thing to a visitor before. I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know if that's what's going on there or not, but I, it did occur to me that like, I'd have done that. I actually would have been like, yeah, no, it'll be great. Come on. Also, they all know they're going to kill those people. <laughs> so like, their reactions were annoying, but it's not like they were going to go tell anyone. Right. True. Right. They can't really leave. So it just sort of starts the end of what's already going to happen, which is, you know, none of them are really going to join that cult, except for maybe her. The rest of them are definitely going to die immediately. I, I just assumed it was them fucking with new people for kind of the fun of it but i i couldn't find another reason either i couldn't find like a good spiritual reason for it or yeah you know. i just couldn't find anything but i mean obviously it is still a film so we have to give it a little credit there but you know it is it is it's quite a dramatic turn um for just some poor little people to go through their new sister whose family was recently murdered you know like not very considerate of that young woman i'll just say not a safe space for her i'll say that that was that was inconsiderate but in general like am i down to do some of that shit no the answer is no i'm kidding <laughs> i'm not gonna i'm not i'm on no do not invite me to your cult if there is going to be such dramatic 
um, life taking involved. I, we've already said the word. Why am I being? Why am I dancing around it now? But you get it. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to attend the ritual human sacrifice. I don't want to. But you know, sure, sure. I could get to the other side of it. Right. Right. Maybe swallow it. Get over it. I do understand. Yeah, and my roommate also was like, um, like the obviously like the just juxtaposition at the beginning of like her family going through suicide and how it's viewed in like American culture and then you know putting this and how it's kind of oh that's quite nice viewed in this culture you know I had not thought of that shout out to Morgan for that really that's a very in-depth thought yeah I know Morgan killed it with Ellen I mean and to take that a little farther like you know, there's really nothing more empowering than like making the decision about when and how you're done with this life as opposed to her family who like had zero power, you know. That was a scene that I, I co- unfortunately could not watch. I was just like, ah, it's a little too much for me. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my question. I did, I did notice that the actors portraying the people who were about to die did seem like on the day of, they seemed a little bit like, oh, I don't love this as much as I thought I would. <laughs> But would you guys, if you lived in that community, would you would you sign up for that end? And it's like they don't want to burden the community anymore. You know, like they're going to be and especially because they are in a commune, like off the beaten path or whatever, like they don't have access to the same thing. So I understand in that way, like, you know, yeah. And if it's something that you grew up with and it's something that you've known for all your life that this was going to happen. It's like, you're going to live accordingly. You know, you're going to feel like 72 is like that age that you die. Cause I don't think I could get myself to jump off the cliff. I don't think I could. I think if there were a bullet to the head kind of scenario, I could go ahead and sign on. I mean, not that specific end. Like if I could choose a different way to go, that'd be really great. I think if they just gave me like a nice tea, which they clearly have a large arsenal of, that would be fine. I don't even care if it's like a little dramatic for a second. That's fine. We don't need to get into the gory details, but like, I don't, yeah, I'm not going to jump off that darn cliff. Like I'm not a drama queen. Okay. Stop trying to make me lean into it so much guys. Like it's not, not for me, not for me. (laughs) All right. So let's talk uh, love spells and sex scene. And then we'll go to the wrap up of what we thought of the cult overall and whether we join it. Unless I'm missing anybody's points, which uh, you are welcome to throw out there still. Let's see. Okay, so, so okay. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be the odd one out on this one. The, um, the love rituals that this 16-year-old girl did for this guy who she wanted to be her baby daddy. She carved a love rune and put it under his bed. Have you guys done this? So I have carved a love rune before, but I don't think I did it right. And also I was a kid, so it doesn't really count. And I didn't actually put it under anyone's bed. So not really, no. Uh, Okay. I have done this exact thing because it is a thing. So I have done it. Um, So then she, uh, badly, it went badly. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, our lives aren't over. Maybe it'll turn around. (laughs) Well, I didn't know if it had like a temporary buff. I, you know, like sometimes I don't know if it's like a permanent spell. Okay. Yeah. And then the other things that she did were that she baked a pubic hair of hers into his meat pie and she put some of her vagina-ness into his beverage, whatever it was. Um, These are also things that I consider normal things you do with a boy 
you would like to stick around? I think no. That's a no from everyone. Like not normal at all. Have you heard of this? It's not. Oh, I've, oh, I'm sorry. Let me be clear. I am aware of all of these things. Yes. However, I would not condone or or do them necessarily myself. Condone is not the word I meant. Con- as like I wouldn't pull them off on my own. Hmm. So. Same thing, except it goes, like, on his doorknobs. I have never heard of, well, I've, I've heard of a love room, but I've never heard of doing the other things. But I have heard of where you, like, um, what's it called? You take your vaginaness and you put it on your neck, and it, like, is supposed to, like, attract, you know, people, whatever. Huh. <laughs> no, me neither. Me neither. On, yeah. Yeah, which I could see, which is a very easy, like, stretch, you know? Like, it's not that hard to get from that to the next thing. But I've never heard of these things specifically, no. That was really cool, I agree. All the murals on the walls of things that were definitely happening. Kind of, after they showed that, after they showed that first panel, like, the panel of, like, the love story, it was cool that they, like, kind of did that, and then you could kind of see it play out. I liked that a lot. So, you guys, so, okay, just to, to further this then, is if, if anyone here has hypothetically already done those things and is alone in that, um, is that is that something you might consider if you thought it would be helpful, or is that too weird for you guys? Definitely in high school, i probably been like, yeah, let's do it. Let's fucking go for it. Yeah. Exactly what I was going to say. So, like, I was going to say if my hormones were going wild enough, I could probably see it happening. Honestly. I just don't think I've liked anyone that much to want them to like me that way. I don't know. Not since I was delusional, you know? Like, I was like that when I was, like, 10. <laughs> I've definitely done, like, the saying, you know, affirmations. Like, doing, like, the more, the more like, crystal witchy kind of stuff to do that. Never, like, physical witchy. I think more so, also, I'm afraid I would fuck it up. And then they would, like, hate me. Or, like, I would do the spell wrong to where they would. Or something like that. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not judging you, though, for doing that. Because I actually respect it. And I appreciate that you are able to take that risk in that way. Because unfortunately for me, I would just be afraid of fucking it up. I'd be like, I'm going to make this man kill me accidentally. So my (laughs) friends do this. And, and so I have considered this a normal thing to do also. And it never seemed like a risk. It just seemed like, ah, here's the thing that women do. I, so, but, but I saw this movie in the theater and when I gauged everyone's horror, around me I was like oh (laughs) yet again I'm alone on this I wasn't horrified by it though like when it happened I was just like oh yeah like I was like yeah like well the audience in the Alamo so (laughs) okay interesting well and then it's just so funny because like like his girlfriend Florence like knows exactly like kind of what happened it's just and it's so uncomfortable because everyone around them is like oh that just happened like I think that's more of what made me feel uh cringy about it was seeing that everyone else just watched that happen also just that everyone was like just the whole community was like yes please go please go have sex with this person like go now that would get, that gave me secondhand embarrassment. I was like, oh, I would just say no because I wouldn't want everyone to know that I'm doing that. Oh. Anyway, again, I think I'm very used to very public, uh, 
like everyone knowing my all my be when it comes to this again might just be me. Personal experiences are different. Yeah, I'm just a I'm a very non PDA person, so I think that's where that comes from mainly. Yeah, I just don't have any issues with it. I, I will say though, even in the world of communes, I was uh, I stayed at uh, Twin Oaks uh, for a while in in Virginia, which is a fabulous community. And uh, when you go for membership, people vote on whether or not you should be a member. And I got one no vote and it was, and the person has to give a reason. And the reason was because um, they felt like they too, knew too much about my sex life. <laughs> so that's so, that's a great reason though. I would feel honored by that reason. I'd be like, huh? I was like, oh, I'll receive that feedback. <laughs> As you can see, I did take note. So um, I did nothing with that information, but I do remember it. Um, so then they have, they, they, he does ultimately decide to go have sex with the virginal 16 year old, um, in a room full of other matriarchs who are all completely naked. Um, at which, you know, again, in community, this is just what it looks like at the swing hole. But I love that. Like, I love that because I love all the just normal body types that are represented. And like, this is what women look like. Very, very nice. Yeah, I love that. Um, but like, yeah, just happy ladies in the stages of life that they're in. Um, but they're all around. So they're like having sex. And then when it's like orgasm time, they're all making the orgasm sounds with her. And then my favorite, maybe my favorite scene in the whole movie is like, you can see that like the girl has had her orgasm the the other women have like gone through this with her they're all over it now and the girl is like could you wrap it up and a woman comes and like starts shoving his ass like can we we're all done sir tick tock you don't have to go home but you can't stay here yeah i'm just saying terrible trip experience personally for what you're not, for not knowing what you're about to go into. I just like the moment when the older lady comes up right next to his face and his eyes are like, <gasps> and he's like, oh my God. Like that, like, well, at one point he definitely gets into it. When the girl honestly starts, or when the lady starts shoving his butt, you can tell he's like, oh, wait, I kind of like, oh, okay, you know. But then, and then he like turns around at the end and he's like, oh, wow, these ladies are not what I was like. Think It's just so interesting because he's literally having sex with a 16-year-old and then there are like older ladies around. I'm just like, there's a lot going on here. But um, I love the flower bed that she was, like the vision, like the visual. Man, I lost my virginity in a truck. Like not on a bed of flowers. I'm going to make some phone calls. Just really quickly before I go on the note of flowers, I did appreciate like when she was crowned the May Queen or whatever, the flowers were like breathing on her and like the the chair is like moving kind of with her. She's also like tripping a little bit. So it's like her kind of experience that, but she, yes, yes. The pink one. Yes. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, just, uh, very crazy if you didn't know what you're about to come into and you're just like <laughs> also he's tripping I just like of course it's gonna be hard for him to get off like he's tripping I don't know and it's a weird um, experience I would like to say though yeah. as a girl who's been forced back out into the dating world I would <laughs> like to hire that lady who finishes it all up yeah yeah <laughs> 
Like, could you just stand in the corner and just pop on in when I give you the, the thumbs up? Let's wrap it up, sir. Literally last week, there was a guy at my house and I was like, well, it is uh, 648. <laughs> of, uh, look at that. Really coming into seven here. <laughs> no, no need to be polite. I think we can, uh, we can call this. <laughs> Men linger. They really do. Let me introduce you to Helga in the corner here. She's going to wrap things up. Yeah, right. yeah, we can say it's good. I'll be watching the Gilmore Girls. Thank you for coming. Yeah, she's going to watch. He's going to see you out. So before we wrap up the, the, uh, just the overall, what did we think of it? I have a list of things I say yes to in this community. I made a list. Can I read my yes list to you? Here are the things I say yes to. White dresses, head coverings, flower crowns, hand embroidery, runes everywhere, the cool cleansing breath, Swedish art on everything, super sweet outfits for the men and the women, uh, communal outdoor meals, cool buildings, elders approving your mates. I actually like that. Um, best kitchen ever. I wrote, I will kill everyone to work in this kitchen. Um, uh, yes to the quartered up life cycle. I liked that. Yes to their scriptures that are always evolving. And the fact that there were still blank pages in their holy books because things change Yes to love spells. Yes to communal child raising. Yes to the fact that it appeared there were no life couples. Um, because uh, love is a lie, as I have learned. So so there's that. Uh, yes to murdering people who are not a good fit. Yes to, yes to group dancing. Yes to tripping for group ceremonies. Yes to maypole dancing. Yes to... You're welcome. Yes to spontaneous Swedish speaking. Um, yes to extreme death pageantry. Yes to group deflowering and orgasms. I thought that was a very nice way to lose your virginity as virginity loss goes. Um, yeah, not under the bleachers. Uh, yes to giant flower outfits. Yes to giant sun altars. Yes to putting your cheating boyfriend in the bear. Um, yes to the elders knowing how to guide things and make things, you know, work. Yes to burning your baby daddy in a communal grave before he can ruin everything and smash your heart. That seems fair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Totally just agree and sign off on all counts. Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to hear my no list? Probably. I think it's, I don't have one. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I wondered. I thought it would be short. Yeah. I thought it would be short. <laughs> well, I have a no list. Okay. Incest. Not for me. Uh, intentionally intentionally breeding children with disabilities. Um, Actually, you're right. I would have put that on my no list. That's a no. I, yeah. I, not, I, knew, I know that I want to be very clear in saying that I know that Jessie is not down with these things. And I do not say that to like air her out on the podcast. I say that to say it's it really it poked out to me. I thought that was pretty cruel. It seemed um, I, I did, too. And he seemed unhappy. He did seem unhappy. And I if he was in the community just by nature of life and he was also exalted as a prophet, I would say. 
hell yeah, that's really cool that they're honoring his view of the world. That's awesome. But that's when I found out it was intentional, that re- that was a big no for me. One of very few, I'll say. I don't, honestly, the killing stuff, and we're speaking theoretically here, not, this is not my literal yes. Um, <laughs> but I would say on a broad scale, I'm pretty cool with most of the deaths. Um, I think it's their thing that they're doing. I think they have an honor in death. I think that they're pretty clear about what's going on. Most of it's consensual. Half of it is, at least. Uh, and I can overlook the weird grad students. I can overlook the couple I feel bad for. That poor random couple I feel a little bad for. <laughs> so I noticed this. when So the other, like the grad students who ended up getting killed, I don't think that it was like specifically part of the plan that they get killed. I think that they acted out certain parts and ended up like filling roles that got killed. Those two people were brought to be killed um, by that guy. And in the end, they said, since you brought these people to sacrifice, you will go in here too. And if you remember at the beginning, when they introduced themselves, they were like, he was like, yeah, she was my girlfriend. And then she met this guy and she was like, no, I never cared about you. And I think he was like, fuck you and fuck you coming out to my commune. We'll all fucking die together, bitch. Like, <laughs> I think that's what, which I actually don't advocate, but I, I think that's what happened there. And I thought that was in a very interesting subplot. That is a new crazy ex-boyfriend story for the books. I'll say that much. Really dark ending, unfortunately. But yeah, I would say, okay, yeah, I love your yes list. Let's circle back a little bit. I think beautifully worded. So many things on there. Also a yes for me. Um, I won't share for linked my own list, but I will say aesthetically gorgeous. Of course, all in on the aesthetics. I appreciate the vibes. I love the dancing. I love the flowers, of course. Um, I love the respect that seems to exist and a lot of happiness. Where there is good stuff, I'm in. Where there is natural bad stuff in the film, I'm out, right? I don't know. <laughs> Those are probably, you know, like besides some of the more ritualistic killings, that pro- I, I'm I'm probably staying with the common movie watcher and saying like oh I'm not super down with X Y and Z not a group sex person yeah murder in general non consensual murder uh, group sex no no thanks um, everything else I, eh, maybe it's okay even the drugs are probably fine I could get into it need be you know, I could turn that page. I think if I would have been warned about them in advance, I would have felt better about it. But being sprung and just being kind of like, drink this. And also it feels like that at the end, the boyfriend ha- kind of had a choice where he could have not drank in the stuff. I don't think they would have forced him, but yeah. All right, we're going to wrap it up. I'm telling you, murder everywhere. If I'm wearing that dress, it's going to be hard to say no. Crazy, that's so much murder, and they're wearing these white, beautiful dresses. Just so that's true. No one, no one discussed the laundry angle of this. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Like, how'd they get away with degutting a man for the chickens without getting a little something on him? I hear you. No, that's a good point. Nobody talked about laundry. I think so. Are you so uh, thousand out of ten for aesthetic? I think we're all on the same page there. Yeah, yeah. Like the cultural stuff wasn't wasn't like like the you know seventy two. You you know die off. You take your leave or whatever. And like the stuff that they were already kind of doing wasn't like too wacky, I guess, in some sense. 
But like when you bring other people into it, the things that they were doing with the other people and the murders, I think got a little. Okay, so we're we're yes on the aesthetic. So overall, would you join this cult? And Florence Pugh's shoes, I definitely think like I totally get why she no, well, you know, theoretically joined. I guess she didn't really, but was like accepted and kind of like was getting into it at the end because I definitely get it. I think that I probably would have, because like, I think I would say yes initially. I think there would be some sketchy things though that I would be like, oh, maybe that doesn't totally feel right. But I do think at some point I'd be a little naive about it because I'd be like, oh, these people are kind of nice and they all care about each other and they call each other family and that kind of stuff. And like the flower picking and the ceremonies and like the drugs, honestly, a little fun. Like, yeah, I think that I, I think that at a certain point in my life, I would have joined this cult. Yes. If they existed, you could probably get there through the network in some way. So put some feelers out. Yeah, it could be you. This honestly, this could be a great fit for you. It sounds like based off your prophecies and everything. Sign her up. Give her an application. You could really spice them up for the 21st century. You know, you could be like, let's update the aprons just like a tiny bit, and also add bloomers. Where's your friend? You need to meet a friend who grew up in the commune and is going to take you. That's what you would do. Just right here on the hemline. They're like, we're not smashing the paint. You're like, yes, we are. You know, that's you in this. I, that's what I respect about you joining this call. Yeah. I, yeah. There you go. <gasps> yeah. I will say on the super. Yeah, really, really. Exactly. Lude Lennon's exactly. Would, Lude I will Lennon's say that speaking, here. my only, my final comment is that I think that if I was Florence in this situation, and this is an honest reflection, I think in this specific situation, the boyfriend would not have been able to stop me from leaving after the first shock. That's my read. I honestly think that my being unprepared like that for the, because the ritual is, is perhaps fine. Right. I, I truly am not making a judgment on the process, but to not know and think, Oh, we've had all these other lovely, wonderful experiences. And then this sharp contrast, my ass would be out of there, man. You, I don't need a car, bud. I can run on these feet, okay? So, like, I have shoes. Yeah, so anyway, I would be gone. When she is packing up that bag, what would happen is 25 seconds later when Pele comes in, he's like, you want to kiss, fall on the lips? I would be like, fuck off, you crazy person. And then I would Nike air out of there. Yeah, I can't, no way. So that's my final statement. I think, yeah. I need a better introduction to the cult. I need a better one. I think if they got me a better way, I could definitely be in. But this way, not for me. Too abrasive. I'm an honesty gal. I'm a transparency woman. Oh, okay. Okay. So we've got a no, a halfway, and I am an emphatic yes. Like With the right leadership, with the right revolutionary leadership in place, I could certainly see myself getting on board. Could this, this group of people contact me, please? Is what I'm saying. I'm an absolute yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, what do I need to do? Uh, it's a big moment. You're actually right. I'll look into this. Listen, I'm notoriously good at hand stitching. So I'm just throwing that out there. I think we're one community meeting away from addressing some of these issues and tweaking it is all I think. So, all right. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make some notes then and we'll reconvene on this one. Good talk. Thank you for talking about this fictional but fabulous cult with me. Uh, if anybody finds them for real, girl, thank you. I'm glad we got to share it. 
Okay, I will see you guys next week with a whole new group to talk about. I will surprise you then. I adore you both. I am uh, lewd linens at all the things. Madison, who are you? Mad Hadler, um, Mad underscore Hadler, and Loudmouth Pod if you want to listen to my personal podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm Amarin, and you can find me at Am a Wren, like the bird. And if you don't know how to find me based off that, just go to one of their profiles and then kind of. Okay. <laughs> That'll be fine. And then search the following, and then there we go. Yeah. First time, put an A, put it. I'm kidding. So, <laughs> we're friends. We're friends. Yes. <laughs> I've met them before. It's true. All right, everybody, have a happy week, everyone. We will talk next week. I wish you all the best week ever. Bye. I join. Ooh, join. If you are loving Cold Side Join and want to help us share the fun, here are some actions you can take. Subscribe and share the show on any podcast platform. Rate and review us on Google. This keeps us visible and gives an angel its wings. Or at least that's what our guru says. Follow us at cultsidejoin on the .com, the Facebook, and the Insta, and then hit us there with all your comments, discussions, and questions. We really do love hearing what you think. Finally, a huge thank you to our co-creators. Editing and post-production is by DeverWeb, and the biggest thanks to the incomparable Miss Devin Spruill, our theme song creator and performer. You should go soak up her music right now. And that's it, y'all. Thanks for listening, and happy culting! Cult side join.